Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, yes, you see and wonders are still what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Times are still being slight. We believe. Yes, we can see it. Wonders are still what you do you come and do what you do for you come and do what you do our hearts for you my Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We need a move. <laughs> we need a move. Good morning. <laughs> we need a move. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We need a move. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Still in. Joy, so God, we believe. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Mm. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Tamika. Hey, Candice. Hey, Cassandra. Hey, Vanessa. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Sandra. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Thea. Hey, Shannon. Good morning. We need a moment. Woo! My God. Miracles happen when you move. In this room, miracles happen when you move. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Teresa. Miracles. I don't know why Siri thinks I'm talking to her. When you move. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Vivian, good morning. Hey, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Instagram. Good morning, YouTube. Good morning, Facebook. My God. Calls happen when you move. 
you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank 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 you, thank you, thank you. I drive out the spirit of heaviness right now in the name of Jesus. You will not be able to place your weightiness here. I drive out the spirit of heaviness right now. I cancel the assignment of darkness off your life, off this devotional. I thank you, Father God, for the presence of the Holy Spirit. I drive out the spirit of heaviness right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. For you come and do what you do. I'm here for you. Come and do what we do. Set our hearts for you. Come and do what we do. This is a move. Thank you, Lord. We need a move. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We need a move. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We need a move. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We need a move. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We need a move, my God, my God, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Have your way, have your way. My God, this is a move. My God, my God, this is a move. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a move. My God, this this is a move. This is a move. My God, this is a move. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a move. Ah, God. This is a move. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a move. My God, we thank you. My God, we bless you. My God, we praise you. My God, we glorify you. We drive out the spirit of heaviness. We drive out the spirit of darkness. My God, we cancel any assignment that is trying to come between us and you. This is a move. My God. Look, I need y'all to, I see y'all tagging people and keeping people accountable. 
as a family, I think it's just our job and our responsibility to check up on each other, to make sure people are right. When we see people missing, that we pause to see where that person is. Sometimes people are on Instagram. Sometimes people are on YouTube. But when you know that there are people that are amongst us and they're not here, in this season, we got to make sure I was praying over some people this morning that I had not seen in a second and just like, my God, and this season, the enemy is so divisive, right? Um, and this moment with God is so important. And so it's our responsibility as believers to hold up our brothers and our sisters in Christ. We don't let the enemy just come in and take them over and just throw them away. No, we need to be standing for them. We need to be standing with them. We need to be checking on them. Girl, where you at? You haven't been here. We haven't seen you. Um, we need you here today. That's strength. We need. This is where you're going to get your strength. This is where you're going to get your daily bread. Find, find your people this morning. Check the line coming in. Where's Kim Rochelle Berry? We hadn't seen her in a couple days. Find our people and check on your people. Don't leave your people behind. We are a community of believers. Where are your people at? Tag them in. Um, inbox them. You need to be here. We need you here. We love you. You are important to us. My God, don't let your people go missing in this season, in this hour. And this is not a time where we abuse them or poke at them for not being present. This is a time that they know and understand how I feel this so deep, how important they are to the body, how important they are to the community, because the enemy will have you off somewhere else. Can I just be real? The enemy will have you focus on somewhere else, off on something else. And do you know what the assignment is? He trying to pluck you out. He trying to get you off. He trying to get you distracted. He trying to have you overworked. He'll have you in a place where you think you're all alone and nobody is thinking of you and nobody loves you and nobody believes you. He wants you isolated. He wants you off to the side like that little lone gazelle. Come on now. Like that little lone gazelle. He wants you off on the side like that little lone gazelle so that the, the devourer can come right in and snatch you up. He don't want you present for kingdom. He doesn't want you accountable, especially in a season where we're really not able to attend a physical church, right? We are the church. This God has shifted this thing from a building. We're not in the building. We are the church. We are the family. We are the community. We are. This is who we are. This is who we are. So when we hear, can I tell y'all how significant Coffee and Conversations is? Do you know like this morning when I walked in here, like I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to teach you in the mornings. I love what I do. I don't ever feel the burden of it. I don't ever feel overwhelmed or consumed or hate to be here or be like, Lord, why are we here? No, I'm like, this is my family. This is my community. This is the church. This is who we are. And we got to love on each other and we got to be accountable to each other. One of the things that I placed in um, ladies Bible study was that you need a prayer partner in this season. 
Who is your prayer partner? Ask the Holy Spirit to show you who are your prayer partners, who are the people that you need to be praying and standing with and connecting to in this season is so important. It's so important. I'm going to say it again. It's so, it's so, it's so important. We are a family here. We are a family here. It's so important. Don't leave your people behind. Don't leave your people behind in this season. Now, if they reject it, if they run away from it, that's fine. You keep on praying. You keep on positioning. But when you notice that people are not doing or they're falling off or they're getting out of rhythm or they're, it seems like they're distracted or they're letting someone something else come in between them and God, you give them a gentle nudge and reminder. Just remind them how important this is, how important their fellowship with God is, how important their relationship to God is, how much they need God, and then remind them how much God loves them, how compassionate God is towards them. And that there is nothing in their life more important than that relationship with God because the enemy will set up lies. The enemy will set up lies. He is so divisive. He hates unity. He hates unity. He hates for us to walk together. He, ate, he hates for us to be a sound mind. He hates for us to be in agreement. Like he hates it. And if a person is missing because of work or some other things, it's fine. Still tag them in. Still remind them how important they are. Pause for a second. Check on that person. I love you. You good. You need something. Um, you need like you need something. Who said that? Abs absolutely. Absolutely. That we not be moved by our circumstance or our situation. That we don't allow the spirit of rejection to keep us from checking on our people. Rejection will be lying to us. Well, if you check on them, this is what they're going to say. No, check on them anyway. Don't worry about what they say. When you do when you do things out of the goodness out of your heart, when you do things from a place of sincerity, when you do things from a place of love, what's done from the heart <laughs> reaches the heart. What's done from the heart reaches the heart. When you stop and pause and say, I love you. I'm thinking of you. My God, I'm not trying to get you left behind in this season. I don't want you to be like the little gazelle over there off staring off, paying attention to something that ain't got any business and the enemy comes in like it's deep. And, and can I tell you something in this? And can I just be real with real in, in this season It's deeper than the people that you're just connected to. It's it's because we'll get real comfortable with the, the people that we've been holding close and God is trying to expand you into bigger territory. My God, my God, God is trying to enlarge your territory. You've been praying for him to enlarge your territory, but you won't go past. That's a word for somebody right there. You won't go past the people that you comfortable with. 
You won't go past the people that you're comfortable with. You've been asking God to expand. You've been asking God to enlarge your territory. You've been asking God to do something deeper through you. And you will not even go past the people that you're comfortable with. It's greater than the people that you're comfortable with. It's bigger. So pray, ask God, who are my prayer partners in this season? Who am I supposed to be attached to in this season? Absolutely, Angela, is a season of expansion. If we're going to push ourselves, if we're going to take this kingdom back, if we're going to push the word of God out into the land, this is not about being in your comfort zone. This is not about being in your comfort zone. That's why every time we together, I'm driving out the spirit of complacency. I'm driving out strife. I drive out fear. I'm driving out in the name of Jesus because I know I'm driving out anxiety in the name of Jesus because I know the enemy does not want us to take more territory for kingdom. He wants us to be in a position and a place where we're hiding ourselves, where we are not extending ourselves beyond that which we're comfortable. So when God is shaking some things up, my God, when God is shaking some things up, when God is pushing and pulling on you to get outside of where you are, come on now, you got to push and get beyond and outside of where you are. You cannot afford to stay complacent in this season. You cannot afford to stay comfortable in this season. You cannot afford to stay just in your own skin. And no, not in this season. If we're going to drive out forces of darkness, we got to do it as a united force. We got to push ourselves beyond our boundaries, beyond our limitations, beyond our circumstances, beyond the thoughts in our mind. The enemy, I'm going to say this again. Like, okay, Holy Spirit, I hear you. I'm reading something. I want to share something with you because I keep going back to this particular point in this book that I'm reading. And I'm reading something called the Jochebed anointing. And one of the things that I keep coming back to is how divisive the enemy is um, in family, how divisive the enemy is in separating us and that the spiritual family, I need you to understand this for real. Our spiritual family is just as significant Come on, Holy Spirit. Our spiritual family is just as significant as our our birth family. Our, our spiritual family is just as important. If you look at the relationship between Paul and Timothy, Paul and Timothy, Timothy was his spiritual son. He come on, Holy Spirit. He received the same benefits as if the same spiritual inheritance, the same impartation, the same wisdom as if he was born of Paul. He received the same blessings. He received. So, so that, that's the, the spiritual sons and daughters receive the same impartation. They receive spiritual gifts. They receive um, powerful deposits, right? And so 
God is God, God, if God, if we're going to reach, if we're going to impact, if we're going to make a difference, we're going to have to get beyond our comfortable comfort zone. We cannot be in a position and a place. Ask him for more family, Angela. Ask him for more family. Ask him. Don't even stop at the family that you have. Ask God, give me more spiritual family. Give me more territory. Give me more people um, to connect to. Because if not, we'll get complacent even in the spiritual family that we have. I Let me say this. I am, and, and then I'm going to read this. I am an introvert by nature. Like I'm an introvert by nature. It is very, yeah, Malisha, that's it. Lord, give me more brothers and sisters. Cause he's only going to go at the place of which you ask. Oh my God. He's only going to go to the place because if you're not asking, you're most likely not open to receive. If you're not asking him for it, if you're not perceptive of it. Lord, give me more family. Give me more people to be spiritually connected to. Cause me to come into more assignments and uh, uh, divine assignments and more appointments so I can take more territory. You Lead me, guide me, position me, place me outside my comfort zone, Lord God, so that I can do more for you. Let my heart be tender and responsive. That's what, give me more territory for your glory. Let me do more for you. Like, let me do more for you. Take me beyond the bounds of my imagination. My God, take me beyond the bounds of my imagination. Take me on beyond the limitations of what I thought you were calling me to. Call me and bring me into something greater than myself, something bigger than myself, something greater than I can imagine so that I can do more for your glory. Yeah, so I can do more for your glory. Do not leave me to the confinement of what I think is comfortable. Do not leave me to the... Can I tell, can I say the Holy Spirit? Can I tell you in this season, God may want to bring you into a new system, a new place, a new place to pray, a new way to pray, some different prayer partners. He's been connecting me to some different people in this season that I promise you, my little introverted, comfortable self would have never never had these relationships, but can I tell you how I'm enjoying these relationships outside my zone, outside my time zone, out, outside my box. But in this season, these relationships are necessary. These relationships, are, how are we going to take more territory? My God, I don't know why I've been with here today. How are we going to take more territory in our little box? <laughs> we sitting there in our little box. We sitting there in our little comfortable box. We sitting in our little, who, who have you? Who have you invited to your prayer group? Who have you extended an invitation to to come in? Who are you inviting to the devotional in the morning? Who have you invited into to ladies Bible study lately? Who have you invited to your services lately? And just and not even from a place of you need this, but from a place of I want you to worship with me. Do you know when we worship together? Do you, that's why a family that worships 
that praise our truly believe stay together? Do you know when we worship together? Do you know when we are intentional with each other? Do you know when we are in fellowship with each other that that does something for the person, that that creates a deeper bond? See, we be looking for bonds based on things in this world. We be looking for commonality based on things in this world. No, you need us. We need a spiritual ground to tread on. We need a spiritual place to come, right? We need us just like, just invite somebody. Hey, I want you to come worship with me today. We friends, we loved ones, come worship with me today. Why don't you worship with me today? Why don't you fellowship with me today? Yeah, being intentional is key. Getting outside your box, getting out your comfort zone, walking up to somebody in the gas station, giving them information, join us online. I want to invite you into our community of believers. I want to invite you into our family, not letting rejection, not letting suspicion keep you from making the divine connections. Somebody needs you to show up and be present. See, we be waiting on divine connections for us to just show up and be present. No, somebody is waiting on you to show up and be present. Somebody is waiting on you. Like somebody needs you to show up and be present with them. Lord, I thank you. We're taking the limitations off you and that we are expanding, my God, ourselves today to get beyond our comfort zone, to get beyond the places, my God, I hear you, Holy Spirit, to get beyond what we think is norm, Lord God. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for grace. We thank you for peace. We thank you for a fresh anointing. We thank you for daily bread today. We plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional. We thank you for hearts that are tender and responsive. We thank you, Father God, for our fellowship and our friendship in Jesus' name. So let me read, let me read this to you, right? I, and I'm just being real. This is, I told you I'm reading this book and this is so, so, so powerful today. And I, I'm prepared each day to talk to us and we're going to talk about Hannah. We're going to get there again. Yes. I told you the spiritual relationship is just as powerful, just as important as any, anything else. Um, God has chosen the right people to be in your life. Come on, y'all. The right people to be in your life to unlock your destiny. Whoa, come on, come on, light. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Like he is putting the right people in your life to unlock your destiny. People help to unlock your destiny. That's why the scripture says, do not forsake the assembly. That's why you cannot afford to forsake relationships. That's why he's always trying to put strife and dissension and contention in. That's why he don't want you connected to a holy place. That's why he don't want you in this room. That's why he'll tell you to skip Bible study. He'll tell you know places that, and I'm not just talking about this, I'm talking about the places that God is drawing you to that you know you're supposed to be part of, but the enemy will try to out talk you or talk you out of it, right? (laughs) Talk you out of it. God has chosen people in your life to unlock your destiny. You can't afford to be disconnected. 
You can't afford to be disconnected. These people are assigned to you to help unlock your destiny in some facet. You're assigned to these people to help unlock their destiny in some facet. God has a plan and a purpose for both your natural and your spiritual family. My God, he has a plan and a purpose. He has a plan and a purpose for both your natural and your spiritual family. My God, my God, there's a purpose and a plan. There's a purpose and a plan. Nothing is coincidental. Can I tell you? Can, I'm, I'm gonna just take you through. Just I'm just telling you, nothing is coincidental. Nothing is coincidental. And the enemy will have a wedge between you and the people that you're supposed to be connected to by distractions. Let me talk to you. <laughs> Let me talk to you about Mama Jeanette. I meet Mama Jeanette. I don't even know how I came in contact with Mama Jeanette Roman on this devotional. I don't even know, but she ran into me and I ran into her. Well, then when I meet Mama Jeanette, whom I fall in love with, then I meet Jen, her daughter. Oh my gosh, who I love, who I'm coming in relationship with. Another divine connection, another sister in the spirit. They don't even live in Arkansas. They don't even live, they don't even live here, but God has divinely orchestrated our lives and our relationship. My God, like to be divinely connected to each other, to pray for each other, to encourage each other. And I think if we would not let offense come in and make things so deep, we will be we will be able to experience these relationships. We, we will be able to experience what God is trying to do through us through relationship. Another relationship, Frida. I meet Frida. I, I don't know Frida like that. God divinely connects me and Frida. Frida don't live in Little Rock, Arkansas, but I love Frida. She's like my little sister. I carry Frida. I cover Frida. We share intimate things. Nope, we might not talk every day. Nope, I might not even have Frida's telephone number, but I don't feel any less connected to Frida. Come on now. Kim Yarley in New York. My God. My God, Kim Yarley in New York, Nia in New York, Meredith in New York. Come on, it's deeper, it's greater than anything we imagine. But when we in our little box, <laughs> come on now, when we in our little box, when we want, I'm just being real. I'm just being real. I'm just saying, and when I first met Mama Jeanette and Jen, it wasn't per. It was strange at first. I was like, who is these little people connected to me? Can I just be real? Who is Jen had emailed me? I was like, who is these little people connected to me? Who is these little people trying to be all up in my world? She had sent me a gift. I was like, what is the, how strange is this? But it's not strange when we have the heart of God. John Elmore in Chicago. Like it's so deeper than this. All the way out in Cali. It's so deeper than this. It's bigger than the eye can see, right? So God has a plan and purpose for both your natural and spiritual family. God chooses us to be connected to people so that we can, he can fulfill his purpose on earth through us. Come on now. Like so he can fulfill his purpose on earth through us. That is why he connects us to people. That's why he pulls us. See, can I tell you something for real? You'll feel drawn to somebody. You'll feel drawn to a place. 
But insecurity, worry, and anxiety will talk you out of the relationship, will tell you you don't need something that you really need. We are interrelated, interconnected, interdependent. My God, it'll talk you out of a relationship telling you you don't need this relationship, but this relationship is really tied into your destiny. Now, Isaiah 59 and 21, as for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit who is on you will not depart from you. And my words that I've put in your mouth will always be on your lip, on the lips of your children and on the lips of your descendant from this time on and forever, says the Lord. The Lord is putting things in us so that we can create a new generational legacy so that we can move into something deeper and greater than ourselves. Isaiah 44, 3 and 4, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. They will spring up like a grass in a meadow, like poplar trees by flowing streams. We ought to want all our descendants to be springing up. We ought to want all our descendants to be divinely connected. Proverbs 20 and 7, the righteously blameless life, their children are blessed outside of them. This is greater than us. This is greater. This is our spiritual inheritance. So we got to be locked and loaded together. The scripture says, just find the scripture. Do not forsake the assembly. Do not forsake the community. Do not get outside of what God is trying to do in this season. Now, now, These verses offer glimpses into the mind of God concerning generational and family blessings. When the spirit of God moves upon one person in a family, come on, I need y'all to hear this this morning. He plans to move in an entire family. When the spirit of God moves upon this devotional, this, this not just to me, This is not about me at all. This is not about LMJ Ministries. When the Spirit of God moves upon this devotional, the design and the plan is for him to move move into the entire body of Christ. Well, if we're not in position, if we're not rightly positioned, if we're easily offended, if we're not rightly connected, if we walk in all this skepticism, if we feel like, our denomination is greater. If we feel like our thoughts and belief are greater than someone else, we'll miss this. He has plans to move on the entire family. He don't want just one person in the family. He want everybody in the family connected. He want, he's out pour out my spirit on all flesh in the last days. He wants everybody connected. He just, he wants everybody prospering and being in good health as their soul shall prosper. You are not even want just your soul prospering and the people not connecting to you prospering. No, if I'm prospering, I want everybody connected to me prospering. It says God connects individuals to the right family, right people, network, church, or ministry to unlock blessings and potential. My God, to unlock blessings and potential. There is a divine purpose in your lineage. There is a divine purpose in your relationships. My God, God 
has major plans for you and God has major plans for your bloodline. It's not enough for you just to get saved. It's not enough just for you to be up. It's not enough for you just to be delivered. You really want everything connected to you, right? Now, listen, the devil always tries to block what God has initiated. Always, 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 always. The he always tries to block what God initiated. Go back over to Exodus when the children of Israel had ex had exited, right? When when God, when Moses was giving them instruction for God, and that, one of the reasons they was left in the wilderness for forty years is because they was mumbling. And they was complaining and they didn't trust the voice of God. The enemy came right in and they were given over to idols and they were given over to other things that kept them distracted from walking in their promise. But God already knew this. He said this. They were not. He told Abraham this. God already, God already knew this. The devil always tries to block what God has initiated when God starts something, when God brings something, come on, divorce, think about strife with your children, think about stuff that has happened to you at work when you know God has assigned you to be in this workplace, but things have happened at work, right? He, mm -mm, different little things to disconnect you from the holy places and the relationships and the things that God has called you to. Think about the assignments that's been against your life. Much of the warfare <laughs> over our families is nothing more than a distraction technique. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Much of the warfare over our families, and that's our spiritual families as well, is nothing more than a distraction technique. If I am distracted, I am not trusting, I am not warring, I am not praying, I am not believing, I am not standing, and I'm sure not worshiping. I'm sure not worshiping. I'm sure not. Because if it's strife present, I'm not worshiping. I'm not uplifting. I'm not building. I'll be pulled into offense. Father God, please forgive us for being offended. Please forgive us for falling for the distraction techniques. My God, the enemy wants us so focused on what he is doing plotting and planning. <laughs> he wants us so focused on what he is doing, plotting and planning. That's what he wants us so focused on. <laughs> so, so focused around, so, so focused, so focused on, so focused on what he is plotting and planning that we forget God's purposes for our families, that we forget God's purposes for the body of believers, that we forget God's purposes for community, that we forget 
God's purposes, that we forget while we're there, that we forget what we're supposed to be doing, that we forget how to love, that we walking in strife, that we walking in contentions, that we walking in dissension, that we walking in crudeness, that we walking, that's his whole assignment, so that we forget God's purpose, <laughs> that we forget his purpose. That's what do it. Again, this is not only natural, but also spiritual. The enemy tries to mess with churches and ministries to distract them and divert their purposes. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it one more time so you can hear me. The enemy tries to mess with churches and ministries to distract them to divert their purposes. He will sow street seeds of strife and division in an attempt to re-rob the blessing from the house. Y'all didn't know that strife in the house blocks blessings. Unforgiveness in the house blocks blessings. That is his whole entire strife in the body, right? Go back to 1 Chronicles 7. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. When I am arguing, I am not humble. James says, why do you argue? You argue because you can't get what you want. <laughs> Come on, Holy Spirit. You argue because you can't get what you want. So if I'm not humble enough and I'm not praying, I cancel the assignment off my life. I cancel the assignment off this ministry. I cancel the distractions off your life. I drive out the force of darkness right now in the name of Jesus. I cancel the assignment off your businesses. I can't. My God is greater than us. It has to do with our generations coming after us. I drive out every force of darkness in your life in the name of Jesus. My God. It says, again, this is not only natural, but spiritual. He was so seeds of strife and division in an attempt to rob the blessing from the house. God has and will release world changers through this ministry, through your house, through your home. He's trying to release things that will change the world through you. But if the enemy, come on now, let's just be real. If the enemy can keep coming in like a flood, if the enemy can keep lifting up and we don't lift up the word as a standard, then we have fallen to his distractions and hate comes in and jealousy comes in and deception comes in. All of these different things begin to come in and that's what we believe for truth. Let me give you this last scripture and then we're going to get out of here. Lord, you're so intentional with us. Father God, forgive us for being distracted. Forgive us for being distracted. Forgive us for being off our, po our post, being pulled in to the foolish schemes of the devil. When you have told us in your word time and time and time again to humble ourselves. Let me go to 1 Peter the fifth verse, my God, my God, my God. Let me let me start. Okay, I'm gonna start. First Peter five. It says, therefore, I strongly urge the elders around among you, pastors, spiritual leaders of the church, as a fellow elder and as eyewitness, called to testify 
of the sufferings of Christ, as well as one who shares in the glory to be revealed, to shepherd and guide and protect the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, according to the will of God, and not motivated for shameful gain, but with wholehearted enthusiasm, not lording, remember, not lording it over those assigned to your care. Do not be arrogant or overbearing. That is not what God is calling us to be in this season. We don't want to be arrogant. We're not going to be overbearing, but to be examples of Christian living to the flock, to set a pattern of integrity for your congregation. Let me say something to you. Even though he's talking to spiritual leadership, remember your role in your house. Remember your role to your community. Remember your role to your nieces than them, right? I'm just saying, remember your role. Remember your assignment. Remember how important you are spiritually. This applies and pertains to you. Not lording it over those assigned to your care. Do not be arrogant or overbearing, but be examples of Christian living to the flock. Set a pattern of integrity. If you want your children to live in integrity, set a pattern of integrity. If you want your house to operate in integrity, set a pattern of integrity. Set a pattern of integrity. And when the chief shepherd Christ appears, you'll receive the conqueror's unfading crown of glory. There's some wisdom today. Likewise, you younger men of lesser rank and experience, be subject to your elders, seek their counsel, and all of you clothe your all of you clothe yourself in humility towards one another. Tie on the servant's apron. We are here to serve. Who are you going to serve today? Who are you going to look after today? We are here to serve. Tying on your servant's aprons. My God, I thank you for this. For God is opposed to the proud, the disdainful, the presumptuous, and he defeats them. Remember the scripture. Pride becomes before pride comes before destruction, a haughty spirit before the fall. But he gives grace. When you are humble, when you are humble, you will always receive grace. Always receive grace when you are humble. Uh, like always. <laughs> Proverbs 3 and Proverbs, thank you, Lord. Proverbs 3 and 34. Though he scoffs at the scoffers and scorns the scorners. Yet he gives his grace, his undeserved pattern and favor to those who give up self-importance. My God, to those who give up how important their self is. He's going to give you undeserved favor when you don't make it about you. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Set aside self-righteous pride. Father God, show us anywhere in our lives in which we have had self-righteous pride. Father, forgive us for self-righteous pride, right? He says, so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at 
his appropriate time to be lowly, to be meek, to be humble is how you will inherit the earth. Come on, God, teach us this morning. I'm going to say it one more time. To be lowly, to be meek, to be humble is how you must inherit the earth. John 3 and 30, he must increase in prominence, but I got to decrease. My God, he must, he must increase in promise. He must increase in promise. But in order for him to increase, in order for his favor to go before me, I have to decrease in importance. Come on, y'all. This is the word this morning. I got to decrease. I'm tired of losing ground. I'm ready for us to win for the kingdom. Isaiah 9 and 7, there shall be no end to the increase of his government and his peace. No end to the increase of his government. Now, casting all your cares, all your anxiety, John 3 and 30, all your anxiety, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, once and for all, cast not not casting them, casting them for once and for all, putting the cares of this world in his hand, putting the cares of your family in his hand. Can I tell you something? When you put the cares of this world in your hand, when you put the cares of your family in this hand, when you put the cares of your health, when 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 you put those cares in his hands, you will not operate from them with selfish motives. Come on now, see this. See what God is saying to us. When I place the cares in his hands, then I don't try to make stuff happen. I don't try to make stuff up. I don't move around in my own regard. I'm not going to leave people behind. I'm I'm not going to walk. I'm going to stand steadfast. I'm going to be immovable. I'm going to abide in the work of the Lord. Right? Why? Because I'm putting those cares on him. Come on. Casting all your cares, all your anxieties. And if I cast my cares on here, then the likelihood of me being distracted goes down. Because if his my cares are on him, right? Then the enemy, the enemy cannot get in. The enemy cannot use me. Come on now. Come on now. He says, cast your cares on him once and for all, for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you carefully. Come on, Lord. Thank you for this this morning. Let me give you a few more and then we're going to get out of here. Thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for your word. I thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to properly love each other and walk in relationship. Psalms 52 and 22. Cast your burden on the Lord. Release it. Somebody type that this morning. Cast your burden on the Lord. Release it. Lord, I'm going to release it today. I'm going to release every care. Cast your burden on the Lord. Release it. And he will sustain and uphold you. He's going to abstain. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken, to slip or fall. He's not going to allow you to be shaken. He's not going to allow you to fall. If you go for more territory, if you reach out, if you stand in what's right, guess what? He's not. He's just not that kind of God. He's not going to let you fall. He's not going to let the enemy overtake you. Be sober. 
This is it. This is the ending point. <laughs> be sober. Be well balanced and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. The enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking, looking for someone, seeking, looking for some relationship, seeking, looking for someone to devour, but resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack. Rooted, established. What are you supposed to be rooted and established in? Rooted and established in love. Rooted and established in his love. Can I give you something this morning? When you understand his compassion and his love, you will be more loving and compassionate towards his other. If you are having a difficult time being compassionate and loving and towards other, it's probably because you do not understand his love and compassion towards you. He said, <laughs> knowing that the same experiences of sufferings are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. You are not the only person suffering. You do not suffer alone. After you have suffered for a little while, so I say just a little while, the but just a little while after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who imparts his blessings and favor, who called you to be his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you and make you into what you ought to be to him. The dominion, the power, the authority forever. My God, this was so powerful this morning. Father God, we thank you for the heart check. We thank you, Father God, for the motive check. We thank you, Father God, for reminding us how responsible we are to our family and our friends, how responsible we are to the kingdom. We cannot afford to be selfish in this season. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Let us remain steadfast in your word. Let us remain steadfast in your word. My God, take the scales off our eyes. Unclog our ears. Let us have a tender and responsive heart. Let us trust you, Lord God. Let us not be moved by anxiety, worry, fear, or doubt. We drive those out in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God, for fellowship, for sisterhood, for relationship. In Jesus' name, amen. Let your glory be rest, rest on this devotional. Show us your glory. Let us manifest your glory. Let your kingdom come and your will be done throughout our lives and throughout our earth. My God, I thank you that we more accountable to our sisters and brothers. Two things, <laughs> two things. If God is calling you to partner with this ministry, to sow into this ministry, go over to the... There, can I be real? There is so much conviction on this for me. Because I'm an introvert by nature, there's so much conviction on me, or on this for me. There is so much conviction in this 
for me to get outside my boundaries and to make sure I'm dealing with people in the same compassion and love as Christ Jesus, my God. Two, remember when I told you guys yesterday that I had a situation occur this weekend with somebody and the Lord told me not to reject the person that they when they came back. When I tell you the test manifested immediately, happened yesterday, came back. Came back as if nothing was wrong. Ah, God. And I had to receive that person with love and grace. Was not easy. I'm not finna lie. Was not easy. Did not feel good to my flesh. Did not feel good to my flesh. But when I received the message, the text message from them, I'm gonna be honest. I saw the text message and they were just like, love you. And I was like, was not comfortable for my flesh, was not comfortable for my flesh, was not comfortable to my flesh, it was not comfortable to my flesh, it was not comfortable to my flesh. When I saw the message, it takes that, I sat there for a second, I'm just going to tell you, I sat there, I sat there, I sat there, Tamika, for a second, I sat there, I sat there, when I sat there, I didn't sit there long because the Holy Spirit was convicting me and dealing with me. Remember, do not reject them. And anybody who knows me, anytime you text me, look, anytime you text me, Tamika, I really want us to do some stuff together. Anytime you text me, anytime you text me, I, and leave, I love you. I always text back, love you more. Well, I was going to do some watered down text. <laughs> I'm just going to be real how my flesh was responding. I was about to do some watered down texts. I was not going to be true and authentic to I am. But the spirit of conviction dealt with me. Just text. And I had to text back. Love you more. Did not mean that I was comfortable after it. Does that mean that I was comfortable after it? That did not mean. Did not mean that I was comfortable after it. Didn't mean my feelings wouldn't still hurt. Didn't mean that I wasn't aggrieved, right? But I had to humble myself and make myself honor the Lord and honor what the Lord had requested of me. I had to humble myself. So I just wanted to share that with you, that that test came right quickly. And it was not, so I'm sharing this with you because we do a lot of stuff based on what we feel and it's not by what we feel at all. Let's do two things. One, go over to the website. Tamika, I saw you ask that. You can still give to Feed the Streets on the website or via Cash App. Just indicate, um, Feed the streets. Just indicate I'm giving this to feed the street. So that's LakeishaMJohnson.com. Go give there. Dollar sign LMJ Ministry. My second thing is, but it didn't feel good. It wasn't, it wasn't about feelings. I think that's our problem. We've been led by feelings so much. Not about how you feel. I still didn't feel good afterwards. I didn't. I did not feel good afterwards because there was no accountability to what they did to me. But it did not matter. God required me to do something that was greater than me. If you never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I need you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, if you don't know you say, repeat after me. If, if God is prompting you to make this your moment and hour with Jesus, just repeat after me. My God, dear Jesus, I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. 
If you prayed that prayer, send us an email <laughs> to info at justmeandlmj.com. I'm still in email jail. <laughs> In jail without no bail. I'm still in email jail. That is the only reason that y'all have not received um, the email in jail without no bail. Also, ladies Bible study. If you were not there last night, go check it out. We did something on fear and anxiety. And when I tell you God revealed so much to me, even in my own life, even this morning, even this morning, like this morning, God revealed, I had a text come in at two o'clock in the morning. So the tests are coming quickly. I had a text come in at two o'clock in the morning and I watched my body language. I watched my body language and my response to the text that came in and I was heightened and I was anxious. And I told the Lord, this is still an area that I'm going to have to further submit to you. Right. I'm going to have to further submit to you. Yeah, uh, Veronica, I can't send out mass emails right now because somebody reported my email as spam. I don't know. And my email system has blocked me. So but I'll be free in a second. They said I'm free. They just haven't released me yet. Um, so um, just take the words. Hey, Father God, we thank you for your word today. Bless your people. Let me speak the priestly blessing over you. Um, the Lord, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. My God, God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. You got to say that today. God wants to bless me. Lord, help us to receive your blessings today by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see y'all. We back here in the morning, 5 a.m. I love y'all so much. God loves y'all so much. Love, peace, and bless. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.